high fly ball, left of center and deep. Senzel back on it. There it goes. That ball flew out of here. Connor Joe with a three-run home run. And the Pirates brought their bats back with them from the Rockies. They're up 3-0 in the first inning. Sawinski sends one to deep right field. This should clear the seats. Oh, the very back row. He's homered again. Move over, Lumber Company. These 23 bucks are having some fun. Back to back for Jack and Joe. Swinging a ground ball to third. Hayes falls down from his seat, throws to second, and on to first for a double play. He fell down and still got two. Left field toward the notch. Should be playable. It'll be the center fielder Bay. Just shy of the track. He makes the catch. A 1-2-3 ninth inning. David Bednar shakes some hands. He's got his sixth save. The Pirates have won four in a row. And they have their best start since 2002. They beat the Reds tonight 4-3. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it wasn't comfortable. The Pirates, I don't think, got a hit after the second inning, but still find a way to hold on and beat the Reds four to three. And it's not just that they're winning ball games, though I really don't care how it happens. I'm not sure you really care how it happens. It's that they found different ways to win ball games. Scored 33 runs in that series in Colorado. The Lumber Company, yada yada. But the pitching has also been great. Ten straight quality starts. And Rowanzi Contreras yesterday, six innings and two-thirds. One earned run, eight strikeouts, only two walks. He was really, really good again. And you tell me why this can't sustain for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, when I look at the lineup, I think Connor Joe in the five-hole I don't know if that's the makings of a great baseball team. And then Connor Joe, bang, tater, right over the center field fence. All that guy does is put together professional at-bats. Carlos Santana, professional at-bats. It wasn't McCutcheon's night, but you know what you're going to get largely out of him. The back end of the bullpen struggled a little bit. Well, at least Holderman did. But David Benner, he got hit hard, but also got out of it one, two, three. And the Pirates are now 13-7, and seven, their best start since 2002. If you don't believe that the Pittsburgh Pirates can keep this up, I want to hear why. And if you are, like me, sipping that pirate-colored beverage, I want to hear from you too. Because it's a Friday and your Bucks are playing good baseball. It is the early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. I'm Adam Crowley. You know the phone number, 412-928-9370. On Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. And that phone number, by the way, oh, this is wild. You can use it to text. And you can say, hello. Speaking of text, I just got one from my man, Greg Finley, who says I need to do something for him quickly here as it relates to our board. So I will do that live on the air. Because I'm a mensch. Rowanzi Contreras is really good. And he missed a lot, I thought, yesterday. Here's some X's and O's baseball with his fastball. And still, it's been now 
the better part of a year, a little over a year, Peeps just can't hit the slider. He hung a couple, swings and misses, 14 swings and misses on the slider last night. It's filthy. If he can get a little bit better fastball command, we're talking about a guy where, to me, the sky's the limit. 412-928-9370, you are on the early morning show. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Crowley. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Hey, I know it's early. I know we're only 20 games in. There is reason for optimism for good baseball in Pittsburgh this summer. Power, small ball, good defense. Like like you said it best, they're finding ways to win. I think they're third in the league in runs scored. And here's why this is sustainable, and thank you for the call. I said this before the year, and it's a stat I bring up all the time. I guess it's not really a stat, but it's opinion that I have now taken for myself. But prior to the start of the season, ESPN ranked all the lineups in Major League Baseball and had the Pirates 14th. So an average hitting team, which if you've been following the club, the last couple of years, they've decidedly not been that. They've been a horrendous hitting team. Didn't draw a lot of walks, had a lot of strikeouts, didn't make a ton of hard contact. Now, I understand that they were predicted to be the 14th best lineup in ball with O'Neill Cruz being part of this. But if you look at this Pirates lineup, you know most nights what you're getting out of McCutcheon. Brian Reynolds has been struggling here of late, but you know largely what you're going to get out of him. Carlos Santana, at the very least, is going to get on base. So those three. I think you have faith in. Key Brian Hayes, he hits the ball hard. You're still waiting for the results there. But he's good enough. And then you think about the rest of the lineup. Jack Sawinski's got pop. Rodolfo Castro's got pop. Connor Joe's got pop. They got guys that I don't think are going to hit 40 home runs. Maybe not even 30 home runs. But you just need one of those guys every other night to come up with a big hit, and you're going to win some ball games. So you got the professional hitters. You've also got the guys with some upside that can chip in. And you're going to have nights like last night where, for most of the ball game, they didn't do anything with the sticks. That's just going to happen. It doesn't matter what your team is. You're going to have nights like that. Finding a way to win on a night like that because your starting pitching was so good, that's a plus. But I think this lineup isn't going to keep this pace all year. They're not going to wind up being top five, I don't think, in the NL and run scored. But I don't think you're going to see long, protracted downturns with the offense either. I don't think you're going to go two weeks where the Pirates are scoring one or two runs a night like you've seen over the last four or five years, where if one of your big dogs like Josh Bell isn't carrying you, you're just not going to score any runs. you got guys that can contribute, and I think that means you're going to stay out of these long losing streaks. And with the rotation, why should I believe that Mitch Keller, Rowanzi Contreras, or Johan Oviedo are going to fall off? It's not like these guys are pitching above their talent level. It's not like Zach Duke, where he was, what, 9-1 and one his first year and had a 
low two ERA, and John Crux said he was going to be the Cy Young winner the next year, but you knew there's too much contact being made off him. He doesn't have great stuff. It's not like that. It's not like you're asking Ian Snell to go out there, and if he's got an ERA under four, you're like, oh, geez, this is great. No, these guys all got great stuff. Mitch Keller was picked where he was because he's got good stuff. Rowanzi Contreras' slider is damn near unhittable. Johan Oviedo, when he wants to, can ramp that thing up to 98 miles an hour, though he's another guy with a little shaky fastball command. The league is going to adjust, no doubt, but these starters, they got great stuff, and it's going to keep playing. Why wouldn't it keep playing? I'm not sitting here telling you the Pirates are going to win the World Series. I'm not sitting here telling you the Pirates are going to win a wild card. But here's the other thing. The more that they can capitalize on this year winning streak, on this year hot start with this year not great schedule, or I guess in their case, great schedule, the more they are going to be in it this summer. I don't think I'm breaking news there, but let's say you win two of the next three against Cincinnati. What are you, eight games above 500? Trying to do math there on the fly? Yeah, seven games, whatever. You can build on that now, even if you hit rocky parts of the year. If you were around 500, like the Orioles were most of last year, or all of last year, you are going to be in the thick of the playoff conversation. And that's all I'm looking for. That's all I was looking for this year was a team that I thought could win 78 games. And if you do that, this year's fun, but you really get excited for next year. You really get excited about the future of this team. And before the season, I said, can you be the 2011-2012 Bucks? Well, so far, they're on that pace. Now, if they were to fall off later in the year like those 2012 Bucks, that does hurt. It hurt back then. But I think Pirates fans are smart enough to know that the good times, if they're not here already, they're definitely coming. Especially if you can add a guy like Dylan Cruz with the first overall pick. And if Quinn Priester and Ortiz can pan out and Andy Rodriguez, there are reasons for optimism with these Pittsburgh Pirates. If you don't see it that way, I want to know why. At 412-928-9370 and on the text line at 412 412- 928-9370. I think I just gave the same phone number twice while I was reading the text line. Here's a text. Was there actually contact with the bat in the Austin Hedges catcher interference double play? I don't think so. That was laugh out loud funny. Austin Hedges went full like 2005 Sidney Crosby and just flopped on his ass. And I chortled like I was stoned. Watching Pineapple Express. I was stoned. Austin Hedges, he got a hit last night. He handles the staff well. My wife says the same thing about me. I don't mind him if he's your number two catcher behind Andy when he comes up. 412-928-9370 on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowd. There's an unsung hero in last night's game. Ah, well, he might be sung. We'll get to that guy next and why we don't need to keep expecting more from him. It's the Early Morning Show 93.7 The Fan.
Hey, it's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Text line 412-928-9370. Got this one. I'm holding off on drinking the Pirates Kool-Aid just yet. They've been playing well against Rockies Red, splitting with the struggling Cardinals. I'll wait to see how they do coming up against the Dodgers and Rays between now and May 4th. Hey, as is your right. But don't you think the Pirates having been a doormat for the last few seasons, I mean, go back to COVID, and 60 wins each of the last two, the Pirates used to be the team that you'd see on the schedule and go, huh, sweep. Huh, kind of disappointed to get two out of three. Well, now the Pirates are doing that to some bad teams. I think that's encouraging. Got this one. I don't know why we feel like we have to talk everyone into being the Pirates being good. Their record says they are and they will continue to be. Well, that's just why. Because I had someone saying they're not going to sip on the Pirate juice just yet. I do think the default mode for me as a fan, and I am, big fan, is to ride the highs. That's what fans do, ride the highs, but try to look at it as objectively as possible. But also, I want people to jump on and enjoy this ride right now, too. Jump on, enjoy it, have some fun. That team's fun. You got Austin Hedges with the flop. You got Key Brian Hayes making stellar defensive plays. Guys like Connor Joe hitting the hell out of the baseball. Jack Sawinski, man, if that guy just made a little bit more contact, what a player he could be. McCutcheon, Carlos Santana can really pick it at first base. Boy, he runs the bases hard. Brian Reynolds slumping a little bit right now, but still Brian Reynolds. This is a fun team to watch. And the starters, it used to be, okay, Rowanzi, it's his turn in the rotation. Now you got to watch. Well, now it's Rowanzi, it's Mitch Keller, it's, my God, Johan Oviedo. I just want people to experience the joy that I'm experiencing right now. And if the wheels fall off, the wheels fall off. But if you didn't enjoy it while it was here, well, sucks to be you. Got this one. Longtime skeptic. Once the Bucks have met everyone in the division, then we'll see. Holding my breath, Earl. That's fine. Hold your breath. That's okay. And I guess there is, weirdly enough, the ability to enjoy every win, tweet out, raise it, celebrate with an iron, and then also still think, "Mm, I don't know just yet. That's fair. I just don't like the people who say they're going to suck. Why are you spending so much time talking about the Pirates? We all know how this ends. We know they're not going to spend money. We're going to trade all these guys. I just like baseball. So I'm going to keep celebrating the high times. Want to get into Key Brian Hayes coming up in a moment. But first, German Rob, what's up, buddy? Hey, you must have my number plugged in there, buddy. You're darn tootin'. Why did I say that? Anyway, go on. How are you? I'm great, man. Been a while. How you doing? Okay, I listen every day. Um... I'm like you. I'm on board with the Pirates. Choo-choo. Uh, the Yinzers, the Yinzers got to get on board. It's just not to be a fan winner or a winner. Sometimes it's the journey to becoming a winner is fun to watch. Well, and, and, and you're right about now. that. And thank you for the call. One of the reasons why the Penguins' 2016 Stanley Cup run was so much fun is because it seemed like it was all going to be easy after 09. 08, they run through the playoffs and they hit the buzzsaw that was the Red Wings. Then 09, they were able to 
overcome that. And so the adversity in front of them from the year before made that super enjoyable. And winning a championship always is. But 16, man, when they were down 3-2 to two to Tampa, I thought, I don't think this team's ever going to win another championship with Crosby and Malkin. And then they did. If you are a Pirates fan, you've seen so, so much bad. So much bad. But it hardens you. It strengthens you. And then when they do perform like they're performing through, admittedly, 20 games, I mean, you feel like you earned it as a fan. And I don't think that this 20-game stretch is going to be the high point of this year rebuild. I mean, I think they got a chance to be really good the next couple of years after this one. And you will have been rewarded for sticking it out with this club. The miserable times make the high times feel all that much better. There we go. That's a succinct way of saying it. How about Key Brian Hayes? The double play he turned last night, A, hell of a pick. But the, I think, most impressive part of that play was the way he contorted his body and threw an absolute seed right on the money to second base. Who else is making that play in baseball? Maybe Nolan Arenado. That's it. Those two. Nobody else is a close third. Those guys are unreal. Key Brian Hayes is a stud defensively. And when that ball was lined off the bat whenever he was in on the corner, the ease with which he picked it and made a strong throw, didn't panic, to first to preserve the Pirates' lead. This guy was hitting 224 and yet has a positive war metric. He's not bringing anything at the dish, although since he's been leading off, I think he's 10 for 29, so that's been much improved. But he's bringing nothing overall, statistically, at the dish and still a positive player because he's just that freaking good at third base. And I think if this guy can hit 15 home runs a season and hit like 250, he's still a great bargain because he plays defense so well. People keep wanting him to be the guy he was as a rookie. He was 24 games. He hit 376. He's not that guy. He's not close to that guy at the dish. That's okay so long as he picks it the way he does. And that ain't changing anytime soon. And Colin made, up a, made a really good point to me before the start of the show. He said, when you got a DH now, you can live with a guy who's just that doggone good defensively. I'd like to see him pick it up a little bit with the bat. But Key Brian Hayes, he provides value so much in what he does at third base. And I do got to give some love to Carlos Santana, too, that bum. He plays a really solid first base. He picks it out all the time, and he runs the bases hard. He's going to draw his walks. Pirates are pretty good right now at the corners with help on the way as well. 412-928-9370. It's the early morning show. I'm going to steal from our Twitter poll coming up next. It's 93.7 The Fan. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Spring is here. Silverado's, Colorado's back in stock. Great selection. Stop in and online. SunChevy.com. Hot today. Highs in the 80s. Let's go to Ed in Kennedy Township. Hey, Ed. Eddie, Eddie, goodbye, Eddie. Call back 412-928-9370. 
Key Brian Hayes may well be what he is, but that's okay. I mean, I don't think he's a 224 hitter. I think he's better than that. But if he's a guy that hovers around a 700 OPS and that's all you get from him, you know what? Defensively, he's just that freaking good. He is a joy to watch. Haven't had this much fun watching a defensive player since Jack Wilson was manning short. One of the underrated great defensive shortstops, at least in the modern era. Keep Brian Hayes, he's getting that love. Nolan Arenado needs to get his ass out the way so this guy can win a gold glove. Ed and Kennedy, let's give it a try again. Hello, Ed. Yeah, uh, Key Brian Hayes, banning leadoff. I don't like it. It's all base percentage is 286. I like Kutchin leadoff, but I also like him hitting third. Yeah, I want Kutchin in third. On the whole, I don't love Key Brian Hayes ideally at the top of the lineup. I don't know how many other options you have, but he has been hitting well since he's been there. I'm not a big believer in, oh, a guy was hitting eighth and he didn't hit there, so you move him to the one hole and all of a sudden he's a better hitter there. I think you are what you are as a hitter wherever you slot into the lineup. But the results so far have been good, and his batted ball stats point to a guy that's actually a better hitter than what we've seen so far. Thank you for the I, I call. I like DHing maybe two out of three games. Yes. Preserve him. Maybe he could play 140 games. Yeah, well, Call made another good point yesterday. All the people that hated the DH in the NL, what would McCutcheon be doing right now? He'd probably be in the AL. Wouldn't be here. Certainly wouldn't be the impact player is here if the DH didn't exist. I'm with you on that. I think he's good enough defensively in right field if you want to throw him out there three times a week. Well, the other couple times, have him DH, save those legs, and I think that McCutcheon could be a productive player that way. The Twitter poll today, I don't usually steal it because we want to get to it at 645 or thereabouts, but if the Pirates had to play a do-or-die, let's say a wild card game, right now, who's the starter you'd want on the mound? Mitch Keller, Oanzi Contreras, Johan Oviedo, or Vinny Velasquez or Rich Hill. Vinny Velasquez getting 8.5% of the vote. Nobody really wants that guy on the mound in that situation. So it comes down to Keller, Contreras, or Oviedo. I voted for Johan Oviedo because you can't teach 98. And I realize he doesn't sit there, but we've seen him be able to go there if need be. And he, like Contreras, has that wipeout slider. His stats, since he's been called up to the bigs, are off the charts. Or since he became a pirate, off the charts. I don't think it's fluky. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a low 2 ERA guy for the span of his career. But if you're asking me, you want a guy who throws hard and can wipe you out with a breaking ball for a do-or-die game, I think right now I'd go Johan Oviedo. But the joy of these pirates is, it used to be, and I mentioned this already, Rowanzi Contreras Day. Let's watch that guy. Well, now I'm excited to watch Mitch Keller pitch. He's figured it out. I'm excited to watch Johan Oviedo. I'm excited to watch Ronzi Contreras. And Vince Velasquez, for all his futility as a journeyman, really, in in Major League Baseball, or just a guy, really, he does have really good stuff. If he's your five, and let's say they moved Rich Hill at the deadline or something, and you slide Ortiz into the rotation, I think you'd do a lot worse than that guy. Got this question on the text line what do you think about the pirates signing madison bumgarner he was released he's going to clear waivers and when he does you won't have to pick up the full freight of his contract that guy is so beyond washed as a starter i would rather have rich hill on the bump that being said pirates do not currently have a lefty in the bullpen zalapsky or whatever the hell his name is the guy with the z he's hurt 
He was the only one you had. So if you bring him in as a left-handed specialist, I would not hate that. And then he would give you some depth in the starting rotation if a guy were to go down or struggle. Initially, I just said, nah, that doesn't make any sense. He's not better than Velasquez or Rich Hill right now. But they're missing a lefty in the bullpen, so a flyer? Guy that come out of the pen? If he'd be up for that? Yeah. Why not? What's the risk? It's like Allen Robinson. What are you really giving up? What would you really have to pay this guy? He probably wouldn't love being a bullpen option, but you know what he'd like less? Not being in the majors. So, I've kind of come around on that. Bullpen arm, lefty, Madison Bumgarner? Sure, why not? We know he could pitch at Pittsburgh. 